Hi everyone, welcome to the Gate 2 podcast. Uh, episode 8 is all about this man. John Williams, the Swansea lads are on into a man. All at 10 to 1 as well. He's now 3 to 1 second best. Now £10,000 for the winner, they're all triers. Even you could win for that, John. You're certainly right there. At what price would Steve Cran be in this final? He'd have to run in football boots. We'd probably only make him 10 to 1. 10 to 1 against Cran, eh? I'm not running football boots, no way. 10 to 1. Could each be a bit possible. How hard is it for footballers training for stamina to conserve their speed? Well, I mean, what you've got to be in mind is for runners, this is a sprint, but for these guys, this is stamina work. They don't normally run 100 metres, but uh, yeah, I guess it's going to be hard for them. You can tell the last 30 metres they have started off. Um, they've played too many games as well to train specifically for this. Who do you fancy? I think Bartlett. He did look very, very easy in that first game. He was eating up. Thanks, John. It's on time. I will be able to pick the winner. I had a bet on Keith Kerr and he went out in the semi finals. Here are the man who made the final, though Lee Jenkinson, the young Hull City striker. Kevin Bartlett from Knox County. Michael Jilks of Reading. John Williams, the former postman from Swansea. £10,000 to the winner, and most of the clever money, as they say, is on Kevin Bartlett. 11.40 to qualify from his regional heat. John Williams, the man who used to deliver letters, who had never any complaints about late deliveries on his round. His first season in league football, he's the Swansea man, all in white, in lane four. Bit of a ragged sort of start, with the other way, very well suited in Chilks. Third from the right, and Bond has got a lot of work to do here at the moment. Nick Williams in the middle of the state, what's he doing here? John Williams of Swansea. Yes, you might well thank a superior power for that one. That was a smashing performance by Big John Williams. He's had a smashing weekend, he scored for his team yesterday at Darlington. Uh, right, uh, thanks for joining us, John. Really appreciate it. Um, we uh, we mentioned on Twitter that you were coming on yesterday, and we, we've um, we've started a bit of a turf war with the other podcasts in the area, which is nice. Um, one that you've you've already appeared on. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. But, um, <laughs> that's just what I didn't want to do. But if it's happened, it's happened. It, you know, it's just one of those things, eh? But, but to be friendly. fair, they, they they've been pretty sportive of us, to be yeah. fair. And um, no, it was, a, it was a good bit of banter. Um, obviously, I started doing some research, and um, I remember reading the story about your uh, your race in the Rumble Cup final um, back in four four two when that first came out, and um, so I was reading it again earlier, and. Uh, I, I just keep going to the part that you was out in my lash the night before <laughs> when there's ten there's ten grand you know at stake do you know what I mean and you just thought ah fuck it I'll go for a drink <laughs> what was the thought process being that because oh, um, that was uh, that was down to John Ford um, he's ex Swansea player and we came from Craigley together and um, I think we played at Darlington and it was his birthday yeah. the next day so come on the coach. Uh, on the way back, I scored. It was one-one. Um, heading down um, the motorway now, we sat on the coach. All of a sudden, we we get to Birmingham, and um, Frank pulls Fordy, grips him, and says, "You getting pissed?" And I'll, I'll <laughs> and Fordy's like, "Because the manager was like, Frank, he was taking this. Uh, Frank was taking this race pretty seriously. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, as far he, as he was concerned, you were there and you were representing the club, so you, yeah. you do it properly. Like yeah. That. So you know, we got there. 
sort of got off the coach now and we drove down to Watford to the Hilton. Yeah. So we all sat there, all these players you recognise, Keith Curl, um, Kevin Bartlett. was one of them, wasn't he? Yeah. Nicoco was there, yeah. Adrian Littlejohn. Um, there was uh, some from QPR all over. And, um, you know, as I said, it was my first season in football. It, for me, I just thought, it's Christmas. I'm playing, yeah, yeah. doing a job that yeah. I love. I'm playing for a team that I've, I've settled in. I'm really happy there. Um and they want me to do this race over like 100 metres and, you know, where I've come from, people don't give you 10 grand for running 23 <laughs> seconds. I imagine like, as, as the first year as a pro, as yeah. well, that's, that's, that's got to be massive, was, especially oh, back in them days. As I said, um, all the lads said to me, you won't have any problem winning this. And I thought, you know, if I win, I win. You know, it's just good that I'm there. I'm at Wembley to watch Man United versus Knott's Forest yeah. on the day and we'll see what, what's happening. So... Gone out now, come down, like put our bags in the in the hotel at the Hilton in Watford and come downstairs now and the bloke says to me, Oh, you know, welcome, blah blah blah. It's a free bar and Fordy's ears just went <laughs> doing <laughs> And I said, Oh, it's your birthday tomorrow. So he said, Oh yeah, yeah, this is a let's just wait till twelve o'clock. So just sat there, we had the uh, costume meal that they give you like steak and chips because all footballers love steak. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we uh, sat there, died eating. He says, Oh, do you fancy a beer? And he went, Oh, go on then. So, uh, first beer come up, and um, we, we just drank it normally. So, we just kept on going and going and going. And about five o'clock in the morning, I thought, I need to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely off my face. Was that three o'clock kickoff? So, obviously, yeah, we had to be there. Race an hour, would have like, been like yeah. pre match. Like. And I think there was a, a heat before that. And um, so, all of a sudden, I've gone back to the room. I don't even know how I got back. I woke up in the morning, I was in the bath. <laughs> fully clothed and then he's turned all the cold water on me because I was that drunk and he yeah. ran out and locked the door you know you get ah you just jump up I was, I was just straight to, to attack yeah. he, was ahead, he was ahead of his time really oh mate because cause cold baths uh, became a, a recovery mainstay yeah, yeah. football after that so I've jumped up and like you know he says look you're late you're late come on they've just knocked the door so I've quickly just got in the shower blah 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 got out put my kit on you know my boots were ripped and I'm I'm still hungover because I've not had much sleep so I thought to myself if I get qualified for, for the in the first round get third or fourth I'll be all right so the gun goes off I'm off I've seen all these lads trying really hard and I'm looking I'm thinking if I catch him here I'll, I'll be all right and gone through I finished third or fourth Keith Curl all I can remember from that whole experience of the first heat was Keith Curl coming down in the lift all the Man United fans like in the lift and they all spat on him oh he was a city at the time yeah and I kind of stood there like this (laughs) 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 I I can't do anything (laughs) (laughs) and Fordy was like this (laughs) 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 it was the fourth these lads are not going to help me and his wife was there crying we got out of the lift now and um, it's gone on now that must have disturbed him because he was rapid Keith Curl he was like one of the quickest players like of his time so he finished fifth so he was out and I think he was quite relieved because he had to get out of there sharp yeah, he yeah. scored a penalty in a week against them as well oh, against Man U so that's why he got spat on so got to the final now and I thought oh, you know I see all the lads most of them went to bed early the night before and I was, my eyes were red my head was spinning and I thought I don't know how I'm going to get through this if I do I'll be 
I'll be well happy. Yeah. So they've all gone down doing all these sprinters poses, and I thought, well, I go down, I ain't getting up. <laughs> so, as in, like, the, yeah, the start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I said, if I go I down. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually the only one who would understand and start. Yeah. I ain't going down there, I ain't getting up. So the gun's gone off. They've all shot off. I've gone back. <laughs> the funny thing was, at the time, I was just focused on a lad down at the end of the line, and I was just looking, he was keeping the ball up and looking at us. And I thought, that kid's class. It's <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Giggs. <laughs> and if you watch the video, you can see yeah, it. See you looking yeah. there. It's there. Yeah. And he's keeping the ball up, yeah. but looking at us like that. Yeah. And I thought, I want to learn that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't imagine you'd have been the only one distracted by Ryan Giggs doing his keep the thing, Well, as I said, like most of these lads took yeah. it proper serious. Kevin yeah. Bartlett was a red-hot favourite. At the time, I was like 10, 16 to 1. The Swansea lads lumped the uh, players' pool on, the, um, on me to win. Well, I, I wasn't really concerned because I just well, it's a fun yeah, day out. Yeah. I know I'm quick, but I ain't in the best frame of mind because I'm kind of <laughs> kind of drunk. It was the culture at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, gun down. The gun's gone off. I've gone backwards, <laughs> and I thought, shit. Yeah. If I catch them on halfway, I know I'll get quicker as I go on. Yeah. Mm. So they're all and I thought, come to the halfway line, and I levelled with them. I thought, oh, I've got you now. And as it's gone on, it's got quicker and quicker, and I've just started to pull away because I've yeah. got long, massive strides. Yeah. And as it's come, I think I beat him about two or three yards at the end. Mm. And I thought, mm. I just won 10 grand. That's all but you Just a little bit. This massive, giant check. Yeah. And I'm like, Jack, I'm on me, Jack, I'm on me. So, like, down there with 10 grand. And like uh, Fordy put a bet on, they gave me a little television and then um, a £500 check. Yeah. I said, yeah, Fordy, that's for you. Happy birthday. Happy like, birthday, so, mate. Yeah. In fact, it was like, money in an yeah. envelope. I said, that's for your birthday. Thanks for the cold show. So you're not getting the TV, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping that. <laughs> and um, we sort of celebrated and all that. I had, had a good crack. And then um, after that, um, a couple of, a couple of uh, a week or so I went by and I thought, I ain't had my check. What the hell's going on here? Well, the Rumblers went bust. Yeah, they went bust. They went bust. you had your check. Yeah. yeah. If I didn't phone them the day before, I would never have got that check. God. I said to, I said, look, I said I've not received my money, and he went, oh, sorry, John, it's here on the desk, and they sent it. Whoever yeah. this bloke was, God. I thought, you know what? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and he sent me the check. <laughs> and, 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 and I said yeah. the rest is history yeah. like, I lived that the rest of the year at Swansea and, and I said um, I had a, a reporter um, phone me up about a year ago and there's a massive article on all that race and a similar story that I gave you yeah. in 442 yeah, yeah. yeah yes, that's the one I read, yeah. and, um, and, uh, read I, I was reading it and, and it, it mentioned the part about Ryan Giggs and uh, yeah. a couple of players being distracted and I, and I just thought I wonder what Ryan Giggs made of it all. <laughs> do you know what yeah, I mean? This, probably, yeah. this man's right, the superstar, and he's probably gone to his teammate. What's going on here? Yeah. Like, you know, there's all the players and they full kits and uh, and they boots ready to run a race. Yeah. Like, and, um, Just that, it's sort of like pre um, pre entertainment of the the final. Yeah, and and it's changed a lot, doesn't it? You know, um, you never get pre match entertainment. Yeah, you never get that. Yeah, yeah, you you know, get that I'd love to see some of Oh yeah, it's like you won't get out of the bed for ten grand, would he? No, no. 
Ten grand is just like loose change to them now. Yeah. Yeah. Health and safety, they wouldn't allow it now. No. If you're a footballer, they're never going to no. allow you to be no. winning. They're all insured yeah. and everything. They would just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and you'd never get them in full kit either because no. that goes down like well, a The kits are different now. When I was playing, they were quite baggy. Now they're all like slim line up there. Imagine me with a slim line up there. Can I have a triple extra large? Slim line. Slim line. Slim fit. No. Was that your first year as a pro, John? First so your year first as a pro, pro dealers at Swansea. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Because oh, was, long was story. it like local, local league football? Cradley. That was at Cradley Town, and um, me, Great. John Ford. I, I, I like to class this as a, a bunch of misfits and weirdos and oddballs in a team that, when we played against professionals, they'd have a hard time against us because yeah. we all had different ingredients to a team that no one's in. Yeah. Where the keeper was a head case, and he was like one of the best keepers ever played with. God rest his soul. He's dead now. It was at Plymouth, Alan Nichols, absolute lunatic, but... Like the monk on Mean Machine. Worse. <laughs> worse. He was a kleptomaniac. God, uh, forgive me. Yeah. Kleptomaniac. Uh, one day I got off the bus um, to go and play a game at Cradley, and I seen this white convertible, you might know, the Ford Escort XR3 yeah. convertible yeah. pull-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, oh, do you want a lift? I went, yeah, yeah. I says, oh, got my bag, you know, oh, I could only afford bus fare back then. <laughs> I, the car. I sat down now, this kid is driving this car through like a normal neighbourhood, 120 mile an hour. I was like this. I got out of the car and I was shaking. <laughs> I went to the dressing room and Ford, he went, what's wrong with you? You've gone white. <laughs> I just got out of the car without a nickel. I said... I saw my life flash in front of me. <laughs> he said, you should never get in that. He says, I did the same thing the week before. He said, I should have told you. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, uh, absolutely crazy. Play, but whatever level you we played um, Swansea in pre-season um, that year. After her, um, scooping every single award, we battered some of the best teams in the country, non-league teams. Uh, the, I think the Met Police were the top team mm-hmm. and we battered them 5-1. And one of the couples said to me, oh, you look so good. I said, we're all just freaks. <laughs> he says, yeah, he says, I see that. <laughs> so we um, we had Birmingham, Stoke, Swansea in pre-season. Swansea was on their way up to um, Scotland. Yeah. So Roger was just signed, I think, or he was just um, new. They had Simon Davey, Russell Coughlin, God rest his soul, Alan Davis, another one who's passed away, ex-Man United. Um there was Mark Harris, Keith Walker, Andy Watson, uh, Freeman, Destrick, and there's quite a few, like, and uh, Sean Chappell was there, oh. Jenkins, and J- young Jason Bowen. So we, um, and there's a massive lad called Christian McLean, and he was awful. He was up front. Was he he got from Colchester. He's one of the worst footballers I've ever seen. <laughs> one of the nicest guys. He was a, a man nurse. Yeah, yeah. He was a man nurse. But he was a lovely, lovely bloke. Yeah. But he was good on the dance floor. But yeah. Shit on the pitch. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, if you hear this, but that's my view. So we, uh, we played. Uh, we played Swansea. And um, I was on the wing, and uh, Roger was uh, like just come from Chelsea and all the rest of it, and um, absolutely ripped them to pieces. I'm not sure whether we beat them three two or they beat us three two, but I scored from the halfway yeah, line. Yeah. And um, Frank Burrows flat cap. I'm not leaving this place until he comes on tour with us to Scotland. And I'm like, I'm 22 years old. Go away, you idiots! Like where I grew up, it was 
slightly rough neighbourhood. Yeah. You never got picked to go anywhere. You know. So, it, so you were very much like, you know, put yeah. up or shut up. You I've know heard this I mean? all before. Yeah, See yeah, you later. Exactly. Yeah. You know, nobody comes to where I'm from and takes yeah. anybody as a footballer. Yeah. So, you know, there and the manager said, Look, you can't go home yet. I said, I've got work in the morning. I'm a bloody postman. I've got to do it for He says, No, serious. He's not leaving until you, you say yes. I went, He's held a coach up all this time after the match. It was 12 o'clock midnight. And I went, He said, He wants you and John Ford to go up to um, to Sterling. And I went, He wanted me up. I said, I'm 22. He went, He said, He wants you. I says, uh, On trial. He went, Yeah. I said, Okay. So, I said, I'll go. I said, well, I've got to lose. Did you so, fall in sick? No. <laughs> <laughs> I went to work and uh, their tour was about two weeks or so. So I played them on a Saturday and then on the Monday morning, went to work. Everything was arranged for us to go up on Tuesday and Wednesday, play a game and stuff. So Monday, me and Fordy got on the train, went up to Scotland, got picked up at um, Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, got a lift back. And this is another thing that you look at. What footballer in today's modern day would chase their dream and do that? Even if ones who are non-league now, they want insurance, they want this, yeah, they want yeah, of course, so they dream. want top numbers and as well. I've never had an opportunity in my life like this. Let's see what happens. So myself and Ford have gone up. I mean, Edinburgh got picked up. And like met all the lads, Paul Rayner, Terry Connor, all these like players from like Swansea's past. And um, we played Air United, Rafe Rovers, and I think we played someone else. Um, I played in the two games, I scored and made goals, and Frank said, that's it, you don't have to do any more. Mm. I was like, what do you mean? He says, I'm going to sign you. I says, well, I, how am I going to get to Wales from Birmingham? <laughs> 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 he, said, he, said, he said, you daft, didn't you? And I went, yeah. I says, he says, you'll have to move down. I went, you serious? He says, yeah, yeah. He says, um, we'll sort it out with your club, come down, talk. I says, and, and I'll have, I'm having John as well and John tells everyone buy one get one free <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone down to uh, Swansea met Doug Sharp he says what do you want I, I don't know I said what do we want <laughs> there's, a, there's like no no precedent for you really it's like without an agent mm. I didn't know what, what to ask, ask for, for yeah. and like, I just thought I'm not bothered I said, like, I want accommodation. Yeah. What, 40 asked for accommodation? I'd have probably slept on the beach. <laughs> I didn't know. So he asked for the accommodation, and uh, he says, yeah, you can have that. And then 40 said, oh, um, uh, we don't know what to ask for. He says, we'll give you 250 quid a week. He says, where do I sign? <laughs> <laughs> Signed yeah, yeah. Right. They should have had you in, in, in the room at separate times, so yeah. you couldn't, like, know what the other was happening. Okay. So, yeah. like, your but, mate would have gone, £250 a week, and you'd have gone, i <laughs> Oh, Jaff cakes and some Diet Coke. <laughs> I'm good with that. But for me, it weren't about money, it's about opportunity. And yeah. um, I, I was football obsessed, a football man. I knew Swansea's history from the Alan Kennedy days when they played in the, the Division One, so called mm-hmm. Premier League. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, you know, this is a, it wasn't a platform, it was like a chance for me to play real football. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't searching money, I wasn't looking for bright lights, I was just thinking. Let's see how good I am in the real world. Just, of just a test yourself. It's yeah. an opportunity. So, um, gone now. Um, signed a contract. Went back to Birmingham. Came back with all my bags and belong. And um, first game, I think it was Reading at home. And then um, Frank Burrow said to me, "Oh, you're starting." I just threw. I went, what? I just threw up. I was spewed everywhere. I was so nervous. I was sick. I was like. What? <laughs> and he went, you're starting? 
And I went, okay. <laughs> so I've gone out there now. It's my first game at the Vetch, and I'll never forget this in my entire life. Um, I played Reading. I was on the right-hand side on the wing, and I've got the ball, and I've run all the way, smashed it in, ran to the north bank, and it just came like waves. And yeah, I shit myself. <laughs> Not literally, <laughs> but, And the airs on the back of my neck just stood up, and I thought... I love this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can I do it again? Quickly, let's take it off. We lost 2-1. But, as I said, it was good publicity for me. It was, at the time, Swansea were sort of struggling. I think we, I went to watch them before I started the home game. They played Fulham, got beat 5-1. And Fulham were like quite good at the time. Um, but the funniest story that I had was the day we <coughs> Swansea played Monaco at the Vetch. Yeah. And Frank Bowe says, go and sit in the North Stand and watch a game. There's a lad on the pitch there that reminds me of you. I said, oh, OK. And I'm sitting on the pitch now and I'm, watching, I'm looking at these players. I said, where's he played yet? And he says, just watch their number nine. He says, you're going to be like him when you get back to his age. <laughs> I said, OK. So I'm sitting there watching this kid now and I thought, this geezer's class. <laughs> I thought, what a player. <laughs> And like I think I think uh, someone I think I think we lost two one or we beat them one nil because it was through the um, Welsh yeah. Cup. Yeah, yeah. George Weir. He's gone on to be the president of Liberia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Legend, yeah. Mate. legend. Yeah. I watched him um, on. Um... And you're in Bangladesh. <laughs> 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 watching him. I'm <laughs> You're a prisoner, yeah. I'm in Baglin, not doing a podcast. That's all about it. But yeah, it's, uh, Don't worry, we've got George Weir on next month anyway. You're going to go over there. You need security. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, it was so funny at the time because that was the first game I actually watched Swansea. Yeah. And I thought, there's a kid who can throw the ball who's from Bagland. I uh, saw this one. I thought, Leggy's from around yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's wanging balls. Over. And I think a lot of teams at the time couldn't deal with that. Because he, he didn't have the record throw yeah, for like, Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. someone. Chalina, yeah, 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 and he had a long one, long throw, and then, um, that's not his reputation in Bagland, John. <laughs> didn't play with him, John, did no, no, no chance, <laughs> I didn't even know him. I hope he didn't play with him. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, 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 as I said, it's bizarre, like. <laughs> moving on like my Swansea story is like for me it was like where I wanted to be I felt at home and it was everything was perfect and I towards the end of the season I think I must have ended up top goal scorer I scored 13 goals and Frank pulled me in the office and he said to me oh we've had an offer and I went what are you telling me for <laughs> yeah. Says, yeah, we've accepted the offer I said well, what do you mean he says, well, I know you've got a year left on your contract and you've got a lot to learn, says, but I'm really pleased for you. He says, Coventry have come with a bid. I went, oh. He says, oh, I'm going back home then. <laughs> and he went, yeah. I just started crying. Yeah. Uh, I well, really cried. Because the automatic, like, you'd assume that you'd like, be pleased to go back to it, you know, yeah, but to, did, to your own town. But, yeah. you know, did it, did it occur to you at the time... You know, like the, the leap up that you were taking? No, it didn't. I, I, that's not what I was worried about. I was worried, like, Frank took a gamble on me, brought me to somewhere where I felt like home. And the funniest thing is, like, I felt like I was honorary Welshman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was like, it was my home from home. And I thought, I hardly went back to Birmingham. There was nothing there for me. Um, and 
playing here, it, it was it was my life. Mm. I mean, I went on great though, but the, the people were friendly. It was a nice place to be, and I was happy. And then um, went back to Coventry, and like again, I didn't have an agent. Mm. <laughs> Frank boys wrote down some. Yeah. Ask for this, get this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cheers, cheers Frank. <laughs> to the Premier League. Imagine yeah. that now. Yeah. You just go and ask for this, and then if he says no, just say okay. Then uh, just what are you gonna offer me? <laughs> so I've gone there. Went to Coventry. Sat down. We do a Bobby Gould, the madman, and a great bloke though. And he said to me, um. Right, Frank Boris told me what you want. I went, okay, what do I sign? I just signed it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even look at it because yeah. I knew that they had my best interest. Yeah, and he said, that's what you're going to get. Uh, and it's, just say, like, I was on 52 grand a year with bonuses and signing on fees. So I ended up with about, say, 170, 180 grand a year. And I just thought, well, I'm loaded now. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah, arrived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no postman in the midlands again. That is still big money. It was, but like I think yeah. the top player was probably on five grand a week, and there was a one the lads who won the FA Cup: yeah. uh, Mickey Jin, um, Steve Grizzovic, Dave Burrows, Lloyd McGrath. They achieved something, mm. and you know to get fifty percent of what they were getting, and I only had one season coming from non-league into. Very good squad in the early nineties, Coventry. They were a mainstay in the Premier League for yeah thirty years with really. yeah. Mm. Yeah, like the late 90s. Things, yeah, yeah, we got Strachan and you know a lot of the Norwegian mm. and Swedish players that they brought in uh, Belgium as well. But um, as I said, my time at Coventry was, as I said, the first year absolutely smashed it, done really well. Um, got a bit of a claim to fame as well. Yeah, it? after the sprint challenge and yeah. and well, and the, the the second ever Prem goal of the modern era. Yes, by yeah. minutes, yeah. literally Just minutes. Like Brian Dean scored against Liverpool, didn't he? Against Man U. No, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I scored so against Middlesbrough. You, you were like second. Second, nah, yeah. That's disgusting. By, by literally, I think it was, it's something like four minutes. Yeah. Literally, yeah. the difference was four minutes. Because yeah. that's a Chris question, I think, on Trivial Pursuit as well. Yeah. Oh, he scored it? the second fastest goal oh, in the Premier League. Yeah. Nobody knows who I am. Brighton's yeah. yeah. never 100 metres of Wembley, though, is he? So. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about running. You, you, you take them with metres yeah, of Wembley, wouldn't yeah. you? Because Brighton didn't get get 10, 10, unless he had the best contract at Sheffield United, he wasn't getting 10 grand for that goal. He didn't know what his bonus was. He didn't look at a contract. But yeah, it's a, it, that was one of the claims of fame. But the fact that yeah, you're training with better players. I mean, I saw Steve Grizovich the other day. I went down to watch Coventry play against play um, Charlton, and um, I walked down the side and all that. And he reminded me of what I did when I first very first got there. Not a lot of people knew this. There was no internet. Right, yeah. I didn't know any of my teammates. I've only gone and bought a Rothmans, and I. Ruffman's oh, the, yeah, the yeah. football yeah. Uh, yes. and, Oh my God, I, they used to call me Johnny Ruffman's. When they used to name a player, I used to, oh yeah, he's played this many games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how's your wife? And, uh, <laughs> it's Wikipedia now. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was my internet. Yeah. Like, he, he still tells that story to everyone. Johnny Ruffman's. But yeah, it's, um, it was absolutely, I met some great lads at the time. It was Phil Babb, I played against Phil Babb, who sort of got me my contract. Him and, funny story, we played Bradford up at Bradford in um, in 92 or 91. And we played Bradford, uh, Robbie James was there, another one who died. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frank said to me, oh, they've got these two uh, black lads at the back, they're really quick, but 
they don't catch pigeons like you, son. Just go and destroy them. I scored a hat trick. We beat them 6 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean Richards yeah. and Phil Babb. <laughs> what careers do they have? Unbelievable. Yeah. Great players. Like the best played for Liverpool yeah. in the World Cup. Dean yeah, yeah. Richards was like Southampton, Wolves, Tottenham. Mm-hmm. You know, lovely bloke. Another one, God yeah, rest his soul, yeah. had a brain tumour. I met him a few times on a night out in Birmingham. What a lovely gentleman he was. If I watched the highlights of that game on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, he's watched it. Actually, <coughs> I never thought watching the defending that game that they would have been Bab and Dean Richards. Yeah, nah, yeah. Nah. Defense. It's a, to be fair, the footage is is green. Yeah, the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a prop by throwback yeah. to uh, to the early nineties. Basically, somebody's taken on a VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Followed it on and put it on YouTube. Let's have that on there. Exactly. It's a pirate copy of the match. Definitely, but yeah, it's. It's memories of, as I said, and like even my Swansea sort of beginnings followed me into the Premier League. Got a funny story: went up to Liverpool. They played against Everton, and um, they scored. Devil South was there, and then all of a sudden we've broke away. I've made a bit of movement. Peter Olof's come through and scored, and I've turned round, and um, all I could do is, "You fucking Welsh cunt." Excuse my language. I'm not Are you talking to? He said, "You, William, you Welsh prick." I went, "I'm from Birmingham, you dickhead." <laughs> <laughs> but like, the funny thing was, because I played for Swansea, yeah. they actually thought William yeah, is, is, yeah, is a Welsh yeah. and I thought yeah. I felt quite chuffed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the manager got manager had a few players that everybody was after at that time. We, we all were all young, and you know, people wanted to sign us, and um he said, I'm not selling them my players. I want to do well again next season. So that was part of him resigning because he wanted to sell, they wanted to, to asset strip. So he left. Phil Neal took over, who I didn't really get on with. Not a lot of people. Yeah, he's a strange really. man. Yeah. But, you know, as I said, I ain't got nothing bad to say about him. If anything, he galvanised and made me the person who I am and toughened me up and made me realise what football's about, other people's yeah, opinions. Yeah, of course. From being a star in the first season, I was subbing the reserves. Mm. I grew a massive beard, wore sandals with white socks. That's how depressed I got. I turned to God. But yeah, but uh, and then I went back on loan to Swansea. Yeah. Second period. Mm. Frank Boris says, I'm not having that. Come back. And I went, Yeah, I'll, I'll come now. Yeah. So I've gone back down to Swansea, 94, 93, 94 season. I remember this day we were playing Cardiff. I don't know whether it was a league or some game. We don't mention that word. It, was, uh, hail, <laughs> it was hailstones. There was hailstones about that, that thick. <laughs> right, and it, it was it was uh, it was at the at the Vetch and um, the usual hostility. The game we absolutely annihilated them about four one or something. I scored and the crowd got me up and yeah. as I said it was absolutely brilliant coming back and. This gave me yeah, back yeah, the love that I had again because mm. good for your confidence yeah, as well. Oh, unbelievable to go stuff. somewhere where you knew you were already appreciated mm. and liked. Like. Went back and I was only there for a month and I must have scored like two goals in three games or something like that. Got back to commentary. They used to call me the Lone Ranger. The minute I got back, I was on loan again. Yeah, <laughs> got back alone again. You went I went three to, times. Yeah, yeah, I went on loan to Notts County, to Swansea, Notts County, and Stoke mm. in the in the in the. What case of three months, oh, yeah. and then he got the sack, and he had the cheek to write me a letter apologising for how he treated me and blah blah blah. And he didn't have to do that. Yeah, but yeah, I, exactly. I thought, you know what? It takes a big man with big yeah. shoulders to admit yeah. whatever you did. And, and you don't, you don't sort of hear those stories about him. Do you no, know what I mean? people, no, you only hear the, the legend stories and how you know? great he was. And, mm-hmm. um, 
as a footballer, he was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, as a coach, he was good. But the only thing that let him down, in my view, and I don't care, I'll tell you yeah, the truth, yeah. was his man management. Yeah. He did not know how to treat certain people. Um, he, he was he just stereotyped everybody. Yeah. And he was just so old school. It was unbelievable. But as a person, he's a nice, nice guy. Mm. Um, oh, I remember one instance where he, he said to me, oh, I'll take some free kicks from the... Um, on the D in the A to the other. How many times do you think I can hit the stanchion? I went, person of your calibre, probably eight times out of ten. He says, what do you mean? I said, I've seen you take penalties for Liverpool and England. I said, I know what you're capable of. He says, mm. he says, okay, what about this bang, 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 every single one, top bins, top bins, stanchion, stanchion. I thought, I was close. I did say eight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You'd be banging trouble if you just said two. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I think the thing that got me uh, got his back up, which I didn't realise. But I, I said it when I first got there. It was all in an army camp, and I said to him, "Oh, I says you're Phil Neal. I says you're a legend, man. I said you're like Mutley." <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, you know Mutley always won medals, <laughs> and, and I think that was it. He hated me since yeah. then. <laughs> kind of like made his mind up. Yeah, straight away. I wasn't saying it sarcastic. Man. I was just like, you've achieved. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I, I just said, like, like what? <laughs> as soon as he got the job, the first person to get bombed is like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, oh, there you go. Well, what was your first impressions of Swansea, John? When you first come down, did, did did you drive through yes. Talbot? <laughs> Did you get to Talbot and think, well, at least the price of living will be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> 10 grand will go a long way. We drove through and like, Fordy used to work in cladding, so he, he drives up and down the country <clears throat> putting all these racks yeah. and all this stuff. And he said to me, oh, he says, this poor Talbot, he says, the steel work, he says, it's really depressing. I says, oh, Okay. We drove past it. Every time I seem to drive past, but there's a dark cloud yeah, hanging over yeah, that place. Yeah, yeah. But I think we, we, what, what I used to love is we used to come to Aberavon mm. and there was a, a leisure centre or something. We used to play there on a Friday and we used to call it Murder Ball because yeah. mm. there was no prisoners. It was the day before a game and if you survived or didn't get injured in that gym, you'd done well. Mm. Um, the tackles that were flying in, it was just to get you up. The, yeah, the Avonlado football. Yeah, that's where we yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we went there every Friday, mm. and especially if it was snowing or it was awful, we, we went there and it was absolutely like it got you fired up. And yeah. as I said, uh, Talbot for me, as I said, it's this industry, it keeps people in jobs. Yeah. The minute that still work goes, then what's going to happen yeah, around here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kept people in their life for a long they, time. They, they've, um, they had similar up north, the name Red Cow, when, yeah. when the Steelworks closed up there. Like, mm. but, um, so you made a beat to talk about before driven through with mm. his job and clad in and, and kind of told you that it's a depressing place yeah. and all the rest I swear all the rest I swear flip flops and white socks and I'll fit in well <laughs> yeah. But was, yeah. it, was it much of a culture shock to go from non-league to because the gap wouldn't be as much as it would be for a non-league player to go into league 2 now perhaps um, I think especially with, with the club football's changed a lot from what it used to be uh, they say it's evolved it takes longer to get to the goal um, now because of pa- passing sideways backwards yeah. build up yeah. play yeah. I mean I see a striker or sometimes starting up there and all of a sudden it's passed the ball back to someone who's gone back to the goal and I'm thinking 
that was a goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. How yeah. do you start again? It's like it's because the perfect goal wasn't available. Yeah, we're gonna go back and, and, and start again. Yeah, yeah. And as I said, I blame Tikka Taka football for that. And it's beautiful to watch, but you gotta have the right players, don't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Barcelona, yeah. Messi, Suarez. Yeah, Swansea always but... played that. Like uh, I, I tell you a funny story as well. Blackburn. I saw Brian Flynn, and um, I said to him, I said, you know what? I said I blame you. And he says, what do you mean? I said, this Swansea loner thing. I said, you started playing football. What are you doing passing it to each other? We used to play it down the <laughs> yeah. side so I could look good and run across the ball. <laughs> <and score laughs> so now they're passing it to each other. They started laughing. It's, it's, I said, you passed that mantle on to Roberto and you never got the credit that you deserved. Mm. Yeah, you no, you're right. That, yeah. um, the Great Escape, that's oh, how we played. Yeah. We had Leon, we had Tatey, yeah. Lenny John Rose, we had Roberto, we had um, James Thomas, Michael Howard, mm. um, Stephen uh, Lee Jenkins, yeah, right, right all back. these players were good footballers, mm. top top footballers who could play quite, football. Quite a brave decision from him, really, to, to, to be at a club that's struggling and, and to get and to go into the transfer market and, and get players in on loan like Leon Britton mm. who, who fitted that passing and, and oh. dribbling style. He was a winger back then, wasn't he? But yeah. it's quite a boat because I could have backfired, you know, could, to, get, yeah, to get a team like that's struggling. Said, to that play was football. his philosophy, and um, you know, Flinney and Kevin Reeves actually believed in what they were doing and at the time as I said like I wasn't I was getting a lot older I, I knew that I wasn't going to be here I wasn't going to fit in and um, he um, he turned around to me and said oh, what do you think I says in training I says you just pass it to death it's beautiful to watch I said but is that going to win your games I said you need like a cutting edge you need a goal scorer and um, he brought in Brad Maylitt he brought in James Thomas from Blackburn and James Thomas was so laid back and he was happy to be back home in Swansea, you know? Yeah. And um, lovely kid. He's, um, yeah, he just wanted to be back in Swansea. And the thing was, I think he couldn't believe he was on that much yeah. money for playing football up there. When he came here, the, 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 the camaraderie, the group of lads that we had together at the time, he, he loved all that. But he was a quiet, unassuming guy. Yeah. And um, But he was back home. And as I said, I think a lot of lads from down in Swansea and places like that, they don't travel well, and yeah. they, they, you know, I, I see why they miss it here because yeah. it's it's beautiful. It, it, it's, it's got everything to offer, I think, as an area. Mm. You know, if you're bringing a player down, you know, you're showing them the numbers, especially yeah. if you're signing them in the in the summer transfer window. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I imagine the owners are praying for a sunny day. Yeah, get them down yeah. numbers. Caswell Bay. Take them over the mountain and yeah. put all that if you can, and just <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. But, just avoid that little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not a lot of players that come <coughs> that don't really settle. Mm. You know, some leave for footballing reasons and don't settle in the systems of play and stuff. Mm. But in terms of the area, there's not a lot of players that don't really settle yeah. and enjoy the time. Yeah. It's, it's been, as I said, for me personally, it's I've always had a, a belonging. I always come back, yeah. and even now I'm, you know, I come back all the time. You know, as I said to to Wales, you know, to Swansea, mm. and I, I do enjoy it. I, I do love being here. It's, as I said, it's like a second home for me. So a lot of I think play, players that settle well at the club, they do tend to sort of lay roots in one way or yeah. another. Even you know ones that have left us, but look at Rangel for example. Yeah, I was going to mention him. Yeah, yeah. What, a, what a star! What a lovely bloke! I met him once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knew the history. He knew everything. And like, I thought, he even knew yeah. who I was. And yeah. I like. Bloody hell. I was he's, he's long fully time. immersed himself in yeah. the club, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he, um, he, he, he knew the history, he knew everything about the club. And mm. as I said, it, the, the fact that someone who was earning decent money could go out when 
the snow was out and people struggling and hand out food parcels to people yeah. out of his own money. Yeah. That's yeah. a man with a big heart and yeah. a man who cares. My, um, my only encounter with Rangel was coming back from honeymoon and we'd gone to Barcelona and we waited in the airport mm. and he's there on his own and where my son's he thought I'm too shy to say anything. He, he sort of grabbed me over and sort of chatted to myself and my wife and mm. I thought, oh, it's my, it's my honeymoon present. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's nice. That's say that, we weren't that long ago, you were... Um, Kitchen baston, it's another one that's just moved back because we're on that subject. Uh, Robo, he's just come yeah, back, yeah. he's moved back. Yes, there's a lot from that era, isn't there? Yeah, Britain, yeah, they'll never leave. Yeah, it's all, it's all that it's players that. The, you know the the club or the fans especially had a real affinity with yeah. they could really link with yeah. there's you know in a football club players come and go all the time but there's yeah. always certain ones you know you're in that category that oh, the, the, the fans remember <laughs> and sort of hold on to yeah and but, uh, can you remember uh, our first time coming to take him to a Swansea game and we were walking over the bridge from the shop oh and, and there was that man who was mm-hmm. holding and up and we walked past him he was only little then and he said mom that man's got a picture of John Stand there and I said, Who what? And he said, That man there, there on the bridge has got a picture of John. I said, Oh, really? <laughs> Go back and have a look. <laughs> so, <laughs> he went back and he said, It's John. So I went, I went back to the man and I said, Oh, could I get one of those, please? And I, he said, uh, Oh, it's a pound or one pound for I didn't have any money. And I went, Oh, so I looked to him for money. Because I took them when you weren't looking anyway. The fanzine. He was yeah. standing there. Yeah. How did he get a hold of that? Yeah. Photos. Of he must have gone on the internet. That's the only picture you could find. Yeah. 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 We've got some strange fans. He's definitely, he's definitely sneaked up to Gloucester, looked at the fixture list and hidden in the bushes. How did you find it whenever you first go from like obviously non-league and you know you're just a local lad playing with your mates, a talented bunch of misfits, but you know you you wouldn't have been well known, and then all of a sudden then you go into the professional game. You're in the local area and you've got people coming up to you recognizing you how do you go from that you make that transition from normal lad to all of a sudden everybody knows you I, see I, i've never changed and, and i said you look at footballers now they're treated like rock stars mm-hmm. we had more of an affinity with the fans back then because they yeah, were paying yeah. our wages and we just thought you know what we have to speak to you because you're paying our wages mm. and we want, we're all, we're all in this together mm. and that's what Frank Borough sort of instilled in us as players mm. you'll get the other one who's super arrogant and super rude and I, I, I used to like I come from humble background and mm. people are people you either love them or hate them it's like mm. you know that but I always had time to sign sign autographs speak to people you know oh could you help us I need to uh, this charity thing I said, yeah I can do that not a problem <clears throat> I used to do stuff like that but as I said, as time gone on now, they're treated like rock stars, and you can't even get near them. There's bodyguards, there's, there's yeah. security, and I'm mm. thinking, you know, the fans. No wonder, like the time change, or they get a quick glimpse of a picture. Mm. You know, they even get offended if you take pictures. They want money for it, or and yeah. I'm thinking, 
football so out of touch now with the fans. It's it's not yeah. what it used yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Were, we were speaking a while ago, and we we said one of the biggest differences, sort of Swans coming down from the Premiership to the Championship, is even though the wages are still ridiculous, they mm. seem so much more closer to you now. They're more accessible. Yeah, they're yeah. more accessible. Yeah. 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 They were in the Premiership. But, yeah. Yeah. We were yeah. initially in the Premiership, and as the years went by, it became like a dare say like every other club, mm. and and we've sort of been taken down a peg or two, and then all of a sudden. All the players seem accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a family and kids. Nice guys. Yeah. 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 But you know, I think when Swansea were riding high, when Boney and the yeah. beach shoes and people, I bet you couldn't get nowhere near the players. Nah. You can no. get, you can even get a sniff no. of their hair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now they're walking out, they're signing everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 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 different because I think look at Man City now. You try and get near any of their mega stars. Yeah. You're lucky to see him. You've got to pay to see him. There's a glass at Man City that you can stand in and pay money to to look at him. It's too much. I think some things in football should 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 be kept away from sport. I think the tunnel, you know, pretty much preparations and stuff should be one of them. In terms of the gap between, like, you know, as people say, the common man and the professional football player, I think two things have played a factor really. It's the rising money that that these young men are earning yeah. but I think I think fans have to take a lot of responsibility especially in this um, social media age where support does feel like we critique performances on the podcast you know we do it every month yeah. but we do it respectfully you know if we've called Freddie Woodman out for a bad performance for example we put the episode out we're not acting him in our tweets to let him, you know we're not saying you are Freddie this is what we think of you this month and um, it's constructive and I, as well yeah it? and I think a lot of players because they get so much abuse in their inboxes, you know. Mm. I think a lot of the players step away from it yeah, for that reason as well. So there's. I mean, I'm glad it weren't around in my time. I've been trouble. They obviously got someone else yeah. as well, but um, I think they do have access to their own. The social they? media oh, they do, is yeah. dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Put yourself out there mm. to do the job that you you've chosen to do. It doesn't mean that you've been chosen to be abused. ridiculed. No. As a player on social media. If I had a bad game, I would dread picking up my phone after mm. I got changed. Yeah. I'd hate to see those messages. People, but, but that's people what, have commented directly to Bruce and Selena, for example, over yeah. the last uh, month or so, and yeah. wished him dead. He's a so-called song. Yes. It, it goes yeah. it goes too far. Like I said, be unhappy with somebody's performance. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing is, though, isn't it? You know, you, everyone can use these social media to have their opinions on yeah. football yeah. or yeah. performances, because that's why everyone loves football, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. all opinions. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, you can go to the same guy, uh, same game as like another guy, and have a completely different opinion on yeah. it. But you, you're watching two separate games. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think the line is where you start directing that opinion and abuse, mm. you know, directly to that player. Because even if I think I've played well, I, 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 w- I don't get why you feel you have to just like tell that player, yeah. you know, oh, you, you did this today, you did that today. It's like that, that's his job, yeah. that's his profession. Your opinions don't really matter. They <laughs> yeah. matter to us amongst you know amongst friends and supporters, but they shouldn't really matter to the player. Mm. He should be seeking the the counsel of his manager. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, his but as I said, it's and, like it's it's like you can look at it in all different views. You're being attacked personally, yeah. Yeah. and Absolutely. if you're emotional or you're not strong enough to deal with Absolutely. that, you do take it personal, yeah, yeah. and it does it can consume you. A big bearing you know? on, on, on your performances. Yeah, like Eric Diana. Diana. yeah. <laughs> what happened to him there? Well, yeah. I know. Wasn't that his his brother was getting abused, some trouble. Yeah, yeah. And some trouble with some guys, and, um, and Eric Dyer hopped into the uh, 
into the stand and the guy ran away up over the yeah. seats the and guy uh, was running away giving it the, the big guy, one guy, giving him all that and the guy yeah. running away all the time yeah so uh, I bet he was a Tottenham fan as well wasn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, yeah, it was that's shocking one of the new papers put up a tweet saying you should receive a strongly worded letter from the FA first of all warning him and then a second yeah and then a second letter thanking him for doing what more other footballers should do when receiving a boost they've got Cantona did yeah yeah exactly yeah what's going to so you know where do you draw the line it's never become personal we've got to address the elephant in the room John how how did you how did you end up with them (laughs) talk us through uh, them them down the road I know that's what we that's what we normally call them on the podcast well let's let's just say you did actually like you had a pretty good spell with them yeah I did I was in the wilderness at the time yeah Funny story, I was at Hereford, they got relegated. I was at Exeter, um, done really well under Fox and Noel Blake. Because it would have been Frank Burrows. Was it Frank Burrows? Yeah, that was the reason. Um, <laughs> I was sat at home and the phone caught, the phone went. You know, this, not mobile, house phone. <laughs> I thought, bloody hell, I sit by my phone in the house watching the Sky Sports News, see if my name come up. I was like, footballers do. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Willie boy, what are you doing? I was like, Watch his guy's sports. <laughs> this is how oh, there's a contract down here with your name on it. I went, oh, okay, that's what you're gonna pay me. Says, come down, we'll talk. Got on, got in the car, boom, drove down there. I'm gonna give you a three year deal. I went, what? Three, three years? Can't turn Okay. And he said, right. I'm gonna, I said, I know how you work. I'll give you incentives. If you score X amount of goals, you get this, that, and the other. And I went, okay, I'm happy with that. Gone there, three year deal. And, ecstatic I thought this is security you know that's to get the best out of me yeah I'm gonna cope with the Swansea the Swansea yeah. thing and I thought if I didn't go there I'd be unemployed yeah who'd care I thought Swansea were riding high at the time I think they're in the league above and they just got relegated so I thought you know what I've, I've it's got twice a season yeah you haven't got to think about it the rest of the time <laughs> twice a season twice a season so I've gone there and um no matter what you say about that, it's always stamped on me because don't forget, I played for Swansea twice at that point. Yeah. And everybody knew that I was Mr. Swansea, you know, because I always shouted, banged the drum. I loved the club. I had affinity with the, the place. I've always had, you know, my daughter was born there. Mm. And everybody knew this, and I wasn't scared to say. So I've gone to Cardiff and you know, there's a few groans and moans and I, and I come off the bench, as soon as I touch the ball, bang, straight, scored straight away. The crowd up, singing my name, and I thought, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I'm waiting for the abuse to come after yeah, my after game, it, and it's just yeah. not right Where's so, an off-back? Where's an off-back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next now, um, you know, it's, the, it's gone on, and Frank Burrows turned around to Billier, another ex-Swansea, and at the time, all that came through that door was ex-Swansea players, mm. Andy Legg, Jason mm. Bowen, mm-hmm. um, Stephen Jenkins, um, Di Thomas. <laughs> I thought, wow, this is like old school Swansea, this is. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, really? Yeah, am I really not at Swansea? Mm. You know, because yeah. all the players yeah, I've played yeah. with, and I've known really well, they've all matured, they've grown into men, they've had good careers, they've, they've, they've come into play. Mm. So I thought, you know what, I've got to play. Um, so Frank said, look, you need to move in the area. And I thought... I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. So you can't be driving from Birmingham. I was like, why not? <laughs> so I had to buy somewhere down here, yeah. settled. And um, 
What's up with this fight? But don't tell me what You're in the middle of the just past Port Talbot. A place called Clidak. I'm just yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sort of, um, sort of, I, I, I said, for me, it was, I'd run for a brick wall for Frank Burroughs, if that's mm. like such a cliche to say, mm. because he started my career, he believed in me, he knew how to get the best out of me. And I'm playing for the other side. Um, <laughs> I had the best season I've ever had in yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah. I scored yeah. something like 18 league goals in 36 games. I mean, I was looking at the stats the other day and I didn't even count the Welsh, Welsh games yeah, that yeah. I scored, the FA Cup. Mm. We had a phenomenal season, got promoted. Yeah. We battered um, a team that was Brentford with Penny spending loads of money. They had some top players, Herman Ryderson, who's come yeah, from the Premier yeah, League, yeah, to, yeah, and yeah. he was on like four or five grand a week or something. Mm. And I, you know, as I said, Played another ex Swansea player who joined Swansea after Kevin Nugent. Yes, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. best strikers yeah. I've ever played with in my life. What a bloke! What a legend! What a player! You know, he made me sort of score all those goals, helping me play up top for them. Yeah, he held the ball up. He told you where to go. If he, he won headers, he'd he, he, he get his face bust just to get you an opportunity. And I think we developed a relationship on and off the pitch and. As I said, I used to say, you've got a bit of a bromance going on there. <laughs> and I was like, he's my pal. He's yeah, a great yeah. bloke. Yeah, and if you've got a partnership and you believe in someone and they trust you and you make goals for them and they make goals for you, it works. Um, and as I said, um, we're playing up front with Kevin Nugent. You know, the, the time came to, to leave. I, I was there for one season. I scored all those goals, got them promoted. But they had younger players coming through, Jason Bowen, Di Thomas, who were on big money, who were Welsh internationals. Andy Leg was not old, but yeah, he was yeah. a Welsh legend and stuff like that. And funny story with Leggy that makes me laugh, and I'll never forget this. And I never ever said this. You know, I always thought Leggy, Swansea born, Swansea through, and Siri so said to, once he said to someone I was listening to, just he says, "If you cut me open, I'd bleed blue." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I get that impression from him. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I said, you I said that when you was at Swansea. Yeah. <laughs> you said you'd bleed white. <laughs> What's going on? Just, how, how many blood types have you got? You should have gone neutral and said yeah. I bleed Blackland Red. That would have been the safest yeah. bet. But, um, but yeah, but I love Leggy to bits and you know, he's a great bloke and I've always got times, always sort of on the end of the phone if I need to speak to him. But... As I said, my time at Cardiff, I, I, you know, I became a cult figure. I said cult. Okay? <laughs> That's what I, I think they spelt it wrong, but, you know, <laughs> I, I was happy there. I loved it. It was, um, as I said at the time, scoring all those goals and sort of, it gave me a resurgence and, and I yeah. felt good. And when I got moved on, yes, I got more money, but I weren't happy because I was out of Wales. Mm. If Swansea would have said, come on, I'd have gone there, but... You and I both know you can't go from Cardiff to Swansea because yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, no. So I had to go a different route. <laughs> I went to Cardiff to York, mm. York to Darlington. Funny story. You've taken a long drive. Part three. Yeah. I was in America and I thought, I ain't getting another club. Eating a corn dog. Yeah. Stuff <laughs> in my face, burgers, <laughs> barbecue spare ribs. I came back about, I was massive. <laughs> my head was like, You were the I was my whole career I was 12 and a half stone 13 stone I'll come up probably about 15 and a half 16 stone a phone call a happy cheerful voice I thought I know that voice it's Johnny Hollins he says postman I want you to come down and sit down and talk to me he says you in shape I went yeah I've been training all summer I look before 
had to go and buy one of them girdles and put it on. <laughs> and then I hold the ones. I'm walking in, breathing in like that. And he went, yeah, you looked the part. I went, thanks, gaffer. He says, uh, he says, I'm going to give it to you. I says, yeah, I signed it. I went out. Boom, I barely went out. <laughs> <laughs> you should have got one of those, uh, to, to remember those electric... Um, Ab yeah. <laughs> and you'd be sitting there eating crisps, watching Coronation Street. Yeah, but uh, I signed them. Funny story, like I met Mickey Howard, who like when I scored, when I played, uh, when I played for Cardiff and we, we lost two one, I got taken off on a stretcher. A little fart stamped on my hand, and you know you just come across all hot. I thought my arm was broken. Mm. It stood over and take that your card is scum. And I looked at it, you little shit. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I thought I can't even get up. My arms <laughs> killing that. So I'm gone off now, and I'm on the uh, stretcher. And I'll always remember this one voice saying, "John, how could you?" A one Swansea fan, and I, I, I felt yeah, bad. It hurt. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad, and in my head I thought I gotta pay my bills, mm-hmm. yeah. and I couldn't retaliate. I just laid there. Yeah. And that voice, it was always been in my head. How could you? And um, I just thought, well, you ain't going to give me any wages to pay my bills, yeah. are you? I've got to yeah, pay. Exactly. Yeah, not get that so, um, as I said, the, the, the journey back and sort of coming back to, to what it was, uh, the club wasn't it was, it was in turmoil, financial, Tony Petty. Yeah, yeah. Mick um, yeah, well. was a manager, great bloke, Coos, um was right. my, always my, my uh, roommate. Um, I remember he did a speech in front of the North Bank when he it, did the, the spell as a manager, didn't yeah. he? And then it was it was pretty uh, as low as it got really. Yeah. And then um, at the end of the game, I can't remember what game it was. Now we got absolutely trounced. Yeah. And he had to go. He basically went over the microphone in front of the North Bank and just sort of it's, laid it all on the table. Mm. And he said, "Look, stick with us. Yeah. We just you've got to stick with us." Yeah, um, one of the most articulate and intelligent guys I've ever met in my life. Um, as my roommate for years and as I said um, you know when he became the manager he had to do things the way he had to do them and you know as I said I'm still friends with him now and mm-hmm. he's a great bloke I saw him at a funeral I went to about a year and a half ago and um, he was a good guy I mean the players that he would brought Tony Petty came in with his medallion and his, his one pound when he bought the club yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember one day he came, uh, it was Boxing Day Christmas and it was Addison and what was the other guy that used to spit on everyone? Uh, his assistant. No, Peter Nicholas. Yeah. 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 He was like Roy Hattersley. Yeah, he used to have an yeah. umbrella to, to talk to him. Like, what are you doing? All spraying your face and you're like, stop. <laughs> Don't talk anymore. Like, they were very keen on me and I, I wasn't really fussed because and I said, what they were like running with the hare and with the hounds sitting in the middle as long as they got paid yeah. they were always going relay everything back to Tony Petty and it came to the point where the players weren't getting paid at all mm. one right Christmas back. Tony Petty walked out, walked into the changing room with this big massive briefcase opened it up with all the takings and says happy Christmas boys and for me that thought I want to batter you mm. yeah because this is our club yeah. what are you doing because running it into the ground because wasn't there staff at the club at the time when, it, when, when they sort of knew that he was due at the stadium yeah. they were like taking the cash at the tails and yeah. reading it and yeah. stuff just yeah. I mean, I think the best thing that whoever that Swansea fan is who sent that bullet to him through the post, I want to shake his hand. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Matt simply left, and then the revolution started. I remember, I remember the 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 bucket collections and everything to try and play the the players. Matthew Brown left, great bloke, great player. All the players that I think he sold was it Little Robbo, Mm -hmm. Roberts. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And like the club at the time that he was at, the fans gave him a lift and he was a home bird. Yeah. And like I knew Wickham weren't the club for him. Mm-hmm. But he went anyway because he had to go because we weren't getting paid. Um and the fact that when Brian Flynn came in and, you know, he just lifted everybody around him and you knew he didn't like if he didn't like it and he knew if he did, but he knew we were all in it together and we all had to pull together to get and yeah, just the last game of the, the season like, yeah. we played Hall. I was on the bench. And I was like biting my nails. Mm, yeah. I saw, like, I think we were 2 1 down. I saw uh, Lee Jenkins crying his eyes out and he was on the pitch. Mm. And I thought, come on, Jenko, you know, you're a player. All of a sudden, boom, 4 2. Mm. And I was like, I knew I was going to get released. Yeah. But the fact yeah. that I didn't want Swansea to get relegated, yeah. that's all that was in my heart. Mm. And I thought, the job's done here. I don't care fa- fairy getting... tale of a day. Yeah. 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 The funny thing was, a few years later, me and John Ford went to the Reading game and I said, you know what would be funny? If someone scored a hat-trick and we won 4-2. Yeah. yeah. But I was a betting man. Yeah. But I was a betting yeah. man. The parallels were yeah. you know, between sure. the two occasions. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I remember coming up to the game and after we won 4-2 was a class for the hat-trick and if you look at the parallels, think of the stars have just aligned yeah. for, that, mm. for that to be the same result. Yeah. yeah. Completely different circumstances. But I remember half-time in the stadium and there was like grown men a couple of rows down crying and hugging each other yeah. and you know what I mean phoning their wives you know back into the promised land I don't yeah, remember yeah, anything yeah. I was getting <laughs> get some cold beer out lad get best lingerie on we're going up and then and then Redden started the second half really well and yeah. scored some goals and they just went Jimmy Kibbe shit <laughs> yeah he was on fire on him so um, what was quite funny as well when uh, Swansea got to the cup final against Bradford I had a phone call Remember the phone call I had? From Wilson Challenge? I, yeah. I already know. I already know what you're going to say. Go on. It was Frank Burrows, wasn't it? <laughs> no. John, why are you two boys? Come back here for him. It's finally retired then. <laughs> so, so, um, so they said to me, oh, your name's come up and we want you to be an amb- ambassador mm-hmm. at the game in like the lounge, like the Legends Lounge. I went, me? And I went, yeah, your name's highly recommended. The hat trick would have done it. There you go. Yeah. Because it was against Bradford that yeah. scored the hat trick. So I've gone there for the day. All expenses paid, free bar. I didn't get drunk this time. <laughs> I'm very professional. Going around meeting all these people and saying hello and all the rest of it. And Swansea absolutely annihilated yeah. them. Yeah, it's climax, it really? And I'll tell you another funny thing that no matter whenever Swansea are successful or not successful, a lot of the old players all got ways go to support yeah. the club yeah Roger Freestone yeah. John Ford yeah. well, look at McBurney this season yeah. uh, he went to Cardiff yeah, yeah. he did QPR yeah. first yeah. Yeah. bought everybody yeah. a pint at QPR yeah. nice told everyone to fuck off at QPR and did like wise at Cardiff so yeah, um, so, yeah but you're, you're right they do they, they keep an affinity with the club don't yeah. they and um, 
We get a lot of shit from other clubs as well. They say, you know, yeah, look, look who you had in the final. You know, you didn't really, you know, you didn't have the best of runs. Yeah, look at their beats. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You got the beats put in front of you. Liverpool yeah. Anfield. Yeah. That was a decent Liverpool yeah, exactly. game. Hasn't yeah. kicked the ball, yeah. boy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 My affinity with the fans and knowing the North Bank was the best thing since sliced bread. Scoring that goal and the waves of fans coming down at the North Bank to, to jump over to say, you know what, you're one of us. And it just felt... Have you been amazing. back to where the Vetchel was? Yeah, I've been yeah, back a few back. times. Yeah. It's like, a, you know, it's, it's kind of it's sad. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. My early memories of uh, the North Bank in particular, so the first proper season I started watching was sitting on the barriers my dad holding me on the barriers because I couldn't see otherwise mm. and then when you score just the euphoria the rush forward the yeah. and literally time of time being knocked off the physically knocked off the barrier yeah, falling just, on the set oh, yeah. just getting that <laughs> yeah. seven years old now. am I right now you, you still got uh, the seat from yeah. the vet <laughs> got, a seat, got my seat from the vet yeah. Yeah. fair play yeah. Yeah. and Lee Trendle wants to know what oh god is Trendle sent in a question for you he wants to know what Preston's like for a night out <laughs> do you know what? I've spent the whole night I thought I wonder what the story behind that is because yeah. I know Trendle went to Preston at the end of his career didn't he? Do you know what yeah. Yeah. Came out, came out the league well, we played a game up um, Burnley for Lenny who's um, not very well yeah. 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 Um, and um, all the, the old guard turned up uh, Truns Leon uh, I don't think Tate turned up and it was an absolutely great turnout mm. and I love love watching Trundle play football. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely yeah, gentleman, yeah, well dressed man, yeah, lovely yeah, kid. Yeah. And um, as I said, uh, is another night where I got extremely drunk on the rum and coke. <laughs> and I think I, I think I had to have an early early bath. And my, <laughs> my age, like older than no, yeah. I've got ten years on them, so that's probably what he's on about. Mm. So yeah, uh, yeah as I said, it's, it's, it's what, what, what's Trundle like as a drinker? Hey. Is, is he one of the last ones up at up night still, still uh, going? Or? As I said, they're a lot younger than I am. So because he's one of them players, isn't he? Like, like you look at Trendle now. I think he's he's fitter now than yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, kind of he's really got a lot of ability, a lot of talent. Some of the the things that he could do, <coughs> he can still do them now. Some of the yeah. kids at that level can't even dream of doing that. And that's why he is the person who he is. He's a star. He's a lovely yeah. bloke as well. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's brilliant with the kids and mm. charities around here. Yeah. I always see him in photos mm. and visiting all the schools and everything. So I don't think you could ask for a better representative. Yeah, an ambassador. He's very, very good. I, I'll yeah. give him that. Well, I said it might have been frustrating to play with with some people because of yeah. you know yeah. the unpredictability, yeah, but yeah. the talent was unquestionable. I, I, I think if you, if you were Lee Trendle's strike partner. Yeah, you'd you just have right. to go like pop just corner and then just sit in the corner. And just have to go like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> do the other stuff. Right? Yeah, you just, you just do your thing. Yeah. He was getting you your win bonus the yeah. other day, wasn't he? So, yeah, he's yeah. a one man team, and yeah. as I said, entertainer, great scorer, trickery. You know, you'd, you'd, you'd pay to, he puts bombs on seats. Yeah, yeah. You want I still haven't seen him on showboard. Yeah, every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what was funny. Can I put the club on the map? Yeah, on the map. I saw a lad the other day at a West Brom game and uh, he was a manager of Stoke and he came up to me and he went to me, do you remember me? I went, yeah. 
He says, you used to pay me for doing tricks out of him. I know. I said, can I have the money back? <laughs> Nathan Jones. God. Oh, it was at Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. He was so skillful. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but Trundle got the edge on him. Yeah, yeah. But he was a talented boy. What, the, the Nathan Jones managed? Yeah. yeah. He was at Brighton. Was he? Was yeah, he you look at, if you go back in the archives at Yeovil. I'm, I'm sure he was at Yeovil, wasn't he? He was at Yeovil and at Brighton. He was mm. unbelievable, was mate. He? Talented, ridiculous. But was there any chance, John, towards the end of your career of, of, of like playing in League of Wales like, like Trundle? Did? Was that ever yeah. on the cards? Like? Yeah. I, as I said, it's <laughs> like, for me, I started did late. You not, and did you not go back to Avon Lado and just <laughs> knock the door and say, Any chance of training murder ball on a Friday? No. That ain't going to happen. For me, I think it's like. You imagine being in a dream for 13 or 14 years and you're thinking, I'm getting paid for playing football. I work yeah. an hour and a half a day, two days off a week. Mm. This is the, what, what, what else could I want? Mm. But I always realised is the money that I made wasn't to the point where I could live comfortably. I knew I'd always have to go back to work. Yeah. And because I started in that, being a postman and working, I, I had a work ethic. Yeah, yeah So as I said, um, after I finished football, I went back um, sort of, tried my hand up working in a school and I felt a bit claustrophobic like I was in prison you know that would have probably <laughs> you, did place some, you did some community work didn't you Support yeah uh, yeah that's what um, I do now mm. um and my mate started a business um you know mentoring young kids with difficult backgrounds and I thought you know he said you'd be a great mentor people yeah. listen and I thought yeah I'll do that and then um Went on to do that, um, doing the checks and you know supporting the kids, taking them food shopping and stuff like that. And yeah, mm. absolutely brilliant. I love it. Talking of food shopping, have you seen this list they bought? There? <laughs> 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 and I know you're not them around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maltese is a full gun. You can take it all with you. I've been to every <laughs> shop. They bought all the swans in. Peanuts in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah I, I think like <laughs> when you talk about um, having had, had the job before and, and that's helped you in your retirement. I think we're at now with footballers. It's, it's like we're seeing the first generation of footballers now retiring yeah. that have come through the early academy setups, so that have never worked before. Mm. Which is why you know you see well publicised cases now of a lot of footballers struggling with with depression and yeah. stuff. And, um, and a lot of it's because you know they they, they, they don't know yeah. anything. They don't know anything other than than what they've. Um, you know, the, 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 the academy and, and that, that environment. Mm. And, um, it's hard. So, some of those guys would never have paid a phone bill. Do you know what I'm saying? Some couldn't even get on a plane on, by themselves. Yeah, I mean, I know a lad, I'm not going to name who he is. Mm. He had to get his missus to book him on every flight or to take his passport because when you're at a football club, you like being at school. Yeah, your so passport's taken you. off, yeah, everything's so, done for so you. Done, yeah. And up to this day, he's not had to get on a plane. Mm. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. It's mad, but. The Vetchfield had a, a notably narrow tunnel. Any any dust ups or anything happening in there with the with the opposition? Nah, I'm only young then. When you had your third spell, yeah. uh, this one was Michael Howard at the club then. Yeah. Did you put one back on him? We just oh. became good friends. <laughs> we just became really good friends. He he, he followed us. Uh, he followed our account yesterday actually, because we were having a bit of back and forth with each other. Yeah. It was it was great exposure for us, and uh, Michael Howard um, followed us so. Um, We'll, we'll try and get him next, and uh, yeah. we'll get his version his of number. the story. Yeah. I'll give you his number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're say, yeah. Uh, we're the numbers getting we had, uh, passed out. Yeah, yeah. We've had a word with John, and, and he forgot <laughs> our card if the back of mine. We just dumped him. We didn't come down here. We're going to give you a punch. He's holding a grudge. Mm. Um, yeah. hey John, you, you got any plans to uh, get the boots back on? 
Oh, most Coming definitely, up. yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a, a game on the 16th of May, <laughs> and we're doing it um, to raise money for um, Kevin Austin's family. Um, you know, I, I knew Kevin when I played against him when he was at Lincoln, um, and um, he's a big, big Swansea um, player. Mm-hmm. Got him promoted. Um, you know, he's one of the only people probably knocked me out. <laughs> on the pitch, <laughs> he's such a beast. But um, you know, he's a lovely kid. I know there's a song about him. I don't quite yeah. know the words. Yeah. I know it doesn't want to be published on on the radio. It's, it's one of them. It's one of them chants to live on for a long time. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I said he's a great bloke, and um, you know, like I said every now and again, you know, we, we play Swans for Cancer. Gareth, um, a lad from up by Carmarthen, organises it. Uh, Chris O'Leary organises it and like I said Leon Britton will be playing Alan Tate Lee Trundle Andy Robinson Michael Howard um, a lot of the old players will be turning out on the 16th of May down at the Memorial Stadium so if you're not doing anything you know we'd love you all to come in I'll give you support yeah, cool there. brilliant 100% you won't be there 100% Oh, no, we're in Ukraine. <laughs> Me and him are in oh, Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The podcast's going on tour to Ukraine, more places. Can you just imagine the trouble? Oh, right, okay.